Three, two, one. Let's get it. How's it going, Georgie? Welcome Can't back. complain. Can't episode, complain. Episode four. Five. Is it four? I don't know. I've lost count, which four. is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good. Means we're yeah. doing. We're making episodes. We're making content. Um, I think it is four. Should we start with the with the shout outs? Should we start with the champion grind shout out? Listen to this, Georgie. <laughs> Georgie, we need some sponsors for this podcast. We don't need sponsors, but we'd like some sponsors. I think that would help us out yeah. in building up the podcast. Georgie wants to look for apparel clothing companies what kind of man who runs a clothing <laughs> business called champion grind wants to look for sponsors from another direct competitor what are you doing i'm so confident in the champion grind's quality that doesn't matter bring nike adidas it doesn't really matter listen get your champion grind apparel gear grip socks grip which socks are the, the big sellers right now yeah at championgrind.com using my code javi10 because every time you use my code, it makes me <laughs> makes me happy. It makes me happy every time somebody uses my somebody code. Somebody did use this code from one, from the last video. Was it just one order? One order. Still, hey. it's one more person. One more hey, person. One order a week. We'll so, make it. Champion grinds. Um, the you guys do like uh, grip socks, joggers, uh, windbreakers, Women hoodies, shirts. t-shirts. So all sorts of stuff. We'll link it in the description as well, so you guys can go and check it out. And if you are a soccer coach and you're looking for custom kits, we also Champion do that Grind as well. does custom kits. Yep, started to recently, so now we're growing to the soccer world a little bit. Um, but we are we are looking for sponsors. So if there's anybody who wants to sponsor the podcast, reach out to us. Yeah. In uh, I'll leave a I'll leave an email or something in the yeah. We need to create an email. So they can reach out to that's the podcast probably, for any questions, idea. any topics as well, anything you guys want us to talk about. But anyway, that's uh, that's a shout out. That's all we got to... Oh, and if you have been following along, Georgie still has a girlfriend. Still. still somehow. Has a, somehow he's still with her. So <sighs> again, we'll continue to update you episode by episode. But let's get let's get into the... Um, I did see somebody coming congrats. Yeah, someone did congrats. <laughs> yeah, send you congratulations yeah. last time. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But let's get into the actual content. So again, transfers... Not as much, just a lot of stuff actually being finalized. We talked a couple episodes about, we'll start with Rafinha. We talked a couple episodes about, um, originally it was supposed to be Chelsea yeah, and Arsenal. It was Arsenal first and Chelsea yep. hijacked that. Barcelona wanted him. He wanted to go to Barca. Barca didn't have the money or didn't offer Leeds the money at the time. And then they finally agreed on a deal and yeah. he, he said Barca. And Leeds wanted to honor the agreement with Chelsea but yeah. Rafinha, his dream club is to go to Barcelona. So he pushed and pushed until finally got his way because now they're going to sign him. Yeah, Rafinha and Dembele. They re-signed him. Oh, yeah, they re-signed Dembele. So um, that's going to be interesting. But Rafinha, 68 mil plus add-ons and everything. Where are they getting this money from? You tell yeah. me, George. Because they want to sign everyone. No, I see. Okay, so this is my thing. If I'm Barcelona, I'm looking at it as Bayern Munich said they're willing to let go Lewandowski go for fifty million, and Barca are now willing to match that. Would you now spend fifty mil on him rather than Rafinha? Yep. Like you're getting a guy but who's. But they're still they're still trying to figure yeah, that one out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so it's sure not like they, they've given up on that. Yeah, one. I'm sure they can get him somehow. But sponsorship money, like they're they're like a one point something, one point six yeah. three billion dollars in debt, and they're still signing players. Um, it's crazy. I actually saw there was a whole thread on on Twitter. There's uh, somebody from a newspaper breaking it down how Barcelona will go out of business 
within the next five years. Yeah, with the with the way they're yeah. handling their operations. Yeah, it seems like it. But yeah, obviously I, a club like that. Yeah, they're gonna figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll, I don't know. They'll talk to the government or something. Yeah, I mean, anybody in the high power FIFA, UEFA, whatever, whoever deals with all the money in La Liga, they're not gonna let them go out of business. It's a, too big of a team to lose. Yeah, because you talk about TV rights, you talk about sponsorships that they bring in people watching and all that yeah um so that's so that's Rafinha to Barca and then again they're still waiting on Lewandowski um trying to figure that one out but Bar- uh, Bayern Munich's not they don't yeah. want to let him go and he showed up for preseason yeah. training he wants to go I mean he's yeah but I think he's gonna go I, I don't think they're gonna keep him if a player doesn't want to stay they're gone yeah but he's been very vocal he's been very vocal about it since the beginning that he's yeah. wanted to join Barca and but I don't know. It's a business thing as well. Like, yeah, he might want to go, but if that's your best striker, they're going to have to figure it out. They're not going to just let him go on cheap money just because he wants to go. Well, he's in the last year in his contract, right? Mm -hmm. So So it's either get something for him now or or let him leave. I mean, he is 31, 32, so he's getting to that age. But then again, as we talked about in the last episode, you have Zlatan, who's 41 doing his thing so who knows and Lewandowski's in a pretty good shape himself so um so that's that's that for Barcelona the other oh actually relating to Barcelona Frankie de Jong yeah he's going to Man U or is potentially going to Man U although he doesn't you don't think he's too interested in that move so I mean from everything that I've read he himself wants to stay at Barca but thinks he's too good of a player to be taking the pay cut that they're asking for him to take i did see i did see that they said um his agents communicated with barca that they don't want to hear any talks about him getting a pay cut they're yeah. not even gonna enter, entertain yeah. those conversations so i think if he's kind of pushed over and he, he would go just because why not Manchester united rebuild uh reuniting with his old coach and you know everything working out but like we said barcelona man united they they have a, a deal in place but no personal terms agreed. Frankie does not want to go. That's not his like priority to go. Would you want to go? You you're going from one crazy situation in Barcelona that didn't yeah, really. Yeah, but the crazy situation in Barcelona is not the same crazy situation that's happening at Manchester United. That is true. You're talking about financial issues, not on the field issues. They'll be fine. They're going to be one of the top teams. They always have a chance to win La Liga. Yeah. They always have a chance to go very far in the Champions League. Manchester United, th- their problems are all on the field. They're not financial problems. If I'm a player. They're gonna get paid. None of those guys are getting their like are not getting their paychecks. Yeah. So if I'm a player, to be honest, I'm more so focused on what's on the field than really the financial pro- problems behind the scenes. But do you so think I wouldn't? I wouldn't go. No. Do you think Barcelona has a realistic chance of beating Real Madrid in the Liga? Yeah. Who has a Who has a better chance of winning the league? Manchester United or Barcelona? Oh, well, no, not Manchester United. But you're going to the Premier exactly. League. Old coach. If you're gonna go to the Premier League. You go. To another place, you go to Chelsea, you go to Manchester City. Yeah. He would have fit. I would go he, to Tottenham before would, I go to Man U right now. He would have he would have fit in at Manchester City perfectly. How crazy is it though that I could say I would rather go to Tottenham than to go to Manchester United? Even still, even though the preseason went over Liverpool. Let's get, <laughs> let's get into that, Georgie. Georgie, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Because so the, we we talked about going into the season, we're going to do a lot of like tactical analysis. Yeah. We're going to watch games, um, preseason. Everyone's starting up. Everyone's traveling yeah. uh, different parts yeah. of the world, um, and obviously these are not the teams that are going to be. You're not the starting eleven that are going to be 
starting for the most of the most of the season. Yeah. However, it doesn't matter who you played. You still lost 4-0. Listen. 3-0 in the first it was in the first half 3-0 and then Yeah. Uh yeah, I think so. But I messaged you right before the... As soon as the lineups came out, what did I say? Manchester United, which is fair enough. If you're a Manchester United fan and you're obviously a new coach coming in, you like the new coach wants to see his players. So you're going to put in your best lineup. You're going to want to see how they play, how if they're taking everything in that they've practiced the past two weeks in training and whatnot in preseason. So whatever. I, I don't mind that they started their best team possible. Besides Ronaldo, Cedentra, I don't mind that. How many? How many of your starters were? How many of your starting eleven were playing? When the whole game, or are like you, to start the game, to start the match. Two. That's it. You have all three with the goalkeeper, maybe. By the way, he got chipped. He did by Fred. By Fred. What does that say? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I saw the screenshot of where he was standing yeah. when the guy took the shot. And I'm not a goalkeeper coach, but what? I'll tell you what, you should not be standing there. No, but did you see the how the whole entire Yeah, sequence? I saw the whole play and the whole sequence and everything. But Henderson and Nathaniel Phillips like doing? tripping over in the box. The guy's and, standing on the PK spot. Yeah, because he was gonna come pick it up. That that was the whole thing. He was coming to pick up the ball and Jordan Henderson and Phillips just kind of ran. He was there for a good two, three seconds before he that was. happened. But anyway, look, fair play. You never want to lose. First, first and foremost, you never want to lose in preseason or any game, let alone to Manchester United. I hate yeah. Manchester United. As a Liverpool fan, I hate Manchester United. But let's put everything in perspective here. We had, so Manchester United have been training for a week and a half, more than Liverpool. Liverpool came back into preseason two days ago, two days prior to the game. So they had two days of training and then the game. So you're not worried? No, I'm saying. not worried. No, like no worries at all. Jurgen Klopp knows that last year Liverpool played the max amount of games possible. That was the... I don't know if that's ever been done. Yeah. That anybody's played so many games. So he knows the players are all exhausted. They had like a three-week break, some of them. Maybe so you don't think week. he was upset at all at the end? No. Yeah, I mean, I watched his press conference. I watched it like post-match press conference. The guy's still making jokes. Like, there's still a lot of good things. If you watch the whole entire game, Liverpool hit the post four or five times. Could have had goals. Luis Diaz was... Brilliant, I thought. Um, Salah was really good. Uh, Fabio Cavalli was really good. Harvey Elliott was really good. Like, Henderson's a bit off the pace. Thiago. Eric Bailly steals the ball, intercepts the pass. I think this for the fourth goal, when Liverpool's strongest team was on the field. Intercepts the ball, for, I think, from Trent. Tries to play the ball across the field. Goes at Thiago. Does a step over. Goes through Thiago so easy. Thiago just turns around and jogs. I mean that's never gonna happen. These guys are two days in preseason. They're like yeah, fair enough. And they they we played three different teams, so it was like thirty minutes, thirty minutes, thirty minutes. Like he he didn't want anybody playing over thirty minutes. And obviously Liverpool played tomorrow against Crystal Palace, and he said we're gonna kind of like stick with most of the players. They're gonna play forty five minutes and build it up. So two days in that game, I'm not worried at all. Manchester United been training for about a week and a half. Yeah, I, I see. I see your point as well about. Manchester United bringing in a new manager obviously doesn't want his debut to be to yeah. lose to Liverpool so he's going to put in his best players and he really has no idea of what well he has I'm sure he has an idea but he needs to see his best players in action yeah. all and together how they line up instead yeah. of on the other side it's uh, Klopp is saying this is a good opportunity to get some of the younger guys some yeah. of the other guys some playing time and slowly start to give some minutes mm -hmm. into the guys who are actually going to be part of our yeah. our season for the most part so yeah and I, honestly, n even on social media, not that many people were making a big deal out of it. Because no. 
They knew. I did see a lot of people, oh, Manchester United fans, making, well, actually, Chelsea fans, City fans, making fun of Darwin Nunes for missing a, I want to say a sitter, but. Preseason. Yeah. I mean, Mo, Mo Salah took the shot towards the end of the game, had the post. It came back out. It was bouncing. And there's a Man United defender who went into, like, for a side tackle to win the ball, and the ball bounced a little bit, and then Nunes just scattered over from six yards out. I'm not worried at all. Klopp was asked about it. He's like, "Are you?" Somebody asked him, "Are you nervous about Darwin Nunes? He didn't show too much." He's like, "I'm so calm about how good he is that I'm not like. There's no worry at all. Yeah, I know how good he is. I know the potential he is. It's my job to get it out of him and make him a, a better player than what he has been. So I'm not worried about anything. All right. So we'll see in the next couple of weeks. We'll see the rest of preseason and then when the season starts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I as much as I'd like to give you banter about it I, it doesn't really matter because it's not a big deal yeah I, I was watching the game with those games don't aren't really that important I, I was watching with Kelly with, with my girlfriend and uh who's still his girlfriend was, yeah still we're about 15 <laughs> minutes in she's still I haven't girlfriend. got a text maybe no I haven't <laughs> um we're watching the game and then she looked over it's like it's 3-0 you're, you're not like and yeah, Georgia I, would be fuming if this was regular season yeah, oh, or Champions League. Georgia yeah. would be fuming. I, I would, yeah, it would be completely different. Head's I, gone. I, I, my head would be gone. I would. I don't know. I would be breaking stuff around the house. Are you worried at all about Chelsea with all the signings that they're that they're making? They just announced Sterling, so that one's official, and Koulibaly as well from Napoli. Koulibaly is an amazing signing. I love Koulibaly is one of the best center backs in the world. I don't know how he managed to just stay on. I don't want to say under the radar because Napoli are a good team. Yeah, but it's when you're playing in the Italian league, you don't yeah. get seen as much as if you're in the Premier yeah. League. Like if you play in the Premier League for the past five years, you'd yeah. be like, oh my God, like everybody will be talking about him. I think he's a really good center back. Salah still has a number though, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, but no, those that's a good signing. Koulibaly, a good signing. I think Sterling's going to be 50 million for someone that's proven in the Premier League and entering like his prime years. Yeah. I think I think it's a good business. So are you worried about them at all? No. I think... I think you oh, can't say you're not worried about. Oh, 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 you mean as in like in the season? Oh yeah, what? to trouble Liverpool and like yeah, 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 to yeah. challenge. Yeah, okay. to challenge is what okay. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're in the Chelsea and Spurs. Those are the two. Those are two teams you think are yeah. going to be. Yeah. Because the last couple of years, really, I mean, maybe not the last couple of years, but it's really been between Liverpool and Man City over the last you know, yeah. four or five four, years, yeah. really. Um, but now you think. It's gonna be like a. It's yeah. gonna be Chelsea as well. Three, three or four horse race. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think Liverpool and Man City are gonna be winning games, the way they used to. I mean, okay, I, Holland. I know, and and again, yeah, that goes back to how. The whole but you, Man got, City, you you got to think that at some point, from a coach's perspective and from just a general footballing analysis perspective eventually everything gets figured out so you have years of dynasties for example like barcelona which is what like 2009 to 2012 2013 when they were unstoppable Mm. and they had the tiki-taka style of play under pep and everybody's thinking this is just going to be this is just the best team in Mm -hmm. history eventually they get figured out teams like for example teams like bayern munich figure them out because just athletically they were just much better on the hit them on the counter attacks things like that so same thing with manchester city or uh let's even use another one like chelsea um when conte first played or first had the the back three yeah 
And so that was like, that was another revolution in where he played that whole season with the back three and he won. And then the next season, everybody starts going with the back three and everybody wants yeah. to play a back three because of what fired. he did. Yeah. Well, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea are just that's just different that's topic. that's one guarantee if you're yeah. going to coach at Chelsea that you're going to get <laughs> yeah, sacked at, at some, some point. point. Yeah. Um, but then now Manchester City's been on a run where still, yeah they haven't won the Champions League, but in the Premier League they've been dominating. Yeah, yeah. they got it every single year these last few years. You think they have at least a fifty percent chance of winning the Champions yeah. or the Premier League, yeah. which is crazy. But you got to think at some point they got to figure them out. Yeah. So is this the year that Tottenham, Chelsea? Liverpool, I mean, they figure them out. I mean, I, I, I just don't think it's those teams figuring those teams figuring Man City out when they play each other. It's more of are the bottom teams gonna put up a fight? Right, make it difficult, make it diff more difficult, yeah. make the the points a little closer. Yeah, that that's because when Chelsea play Manchester City or Liverpool play Manchester City, it's th those games are usually. Who knows? Like, it might go either way. But where I think Manchester City excels is when they do play the lower tier teams. They rarely drop points. And, and they don't drop points. Yeah. So it's like, and then Liverpool, they will draw. Like, like there was, well, who, who did we draw? Was it Crystal Palace? I don't even know. We drew somebody in the last like, three or four games of the season. Oh, no, it was Spurs. It was the zero or, yeah, we drew Spurs, which I, on the contest is pretty good. But... We drew Spurs and then we end up losing the title by what, one point again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I guess I think you're margins. right. It's very, very difficult for Manchester City, even when they're playing away, to drop any points against the yeah. teams that they know for for the most part they're going to beat. When it comes to Liverpool playing Man City or Chelsea playing Man City, points are shared. Mm -hmm. But it's it's that, I think that's what separates Man City is that they they're not dropping points against some of the other teams where yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool are at Could, some point yeah. going to be dropping a point here and there. And, um, and we mentioned Liverpool. In that category of dropping points, but like we said, in the past four or five years, well, yeah, yeah. I think when you count up all the points, they're within like two or three points yeah. of each other, like first and second. But those points matter. And against a team yeah. like Man City, yeah, you, when you I, drop I, one point in eight or nine games or whatever, yeah. it still makes a big difference. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's insane. And Manchester City have done a fantastic job of being under so much pressure needing to get mm -hmm. every single point so that Liverpool doesn't catch them, Chelsea doesn't catch them, and they do a really good job of not dropping points in those situations where they go on runs where they don't drop points. Last game of the season, mm -hmm. Aston Villa down 2-0. I mean, that just... That's just becoming a Manchester City thing. Yeah. Last, last day of the Premier League. But this is the year where they do not... This is the year. This is the year, I'm telling how, you right How now. nice does it feel, as a Liverpool fan, how nice does it feel that you no longer have to say, this is our year? I mean, because think about it. For how long I mean, did you guys say this years. is our year? This is our year. This is our year. <laughs> thirty Where years. Now you don't have to say that no. phrase, and if you do say that phrase, it's it like, actually no. means something. Yeah. No, as a Liverpool fan, the past five years, it's been, I mean, the best of my life, really. Until then, it's been. Yeah. Here and there, you get second place, and Listen, then you win a, the Champions League. As an Arsenal League. fan, we don't even we haven't even gotten to that phrase. Yeah, but I mean, we haven't even gotten to that. This is our what, year phrase. 2001 is that it? 2003 2004 was the invincibles i mean you had it at some point through well yeah no, that's true right but like in the in the last what what does that put us at last 15 years ish it's been a nightmare but that, that's insane my boy Mik listen i'm going to be the only guy that stands up from Mikel arteta no i like arteta i like besides Every, me, well maybe the maybe the people who like him aren't as vocal as the ones who don't like him I, people have been saying he's not the right guy. I think he's the right guy. He's the right guy. He just needs time. 
And like again, back to Jurgen Klopp, he was. I watched the ESPN. They did like a whole twenty-minute thing on him. He talks about how it's so important for teams to stick with managers to give them four, three, four, five years time, because when you keep switching managers, once a big name leaves from your club, whether it's a player or somebody in the staff or whatever, then it kind of causes this chaos, anxiety, like through the fans and everyone's like, oh, what's gonna happen now? What's gonna happen now? And now, like with Liverpool, Mane leaves. And I, I haven't heard anybody talk about Mane. Right. Because they trust and believe the whole process of the recruitment, the transfers. When you're changing managers left and right, yeah. everybody has a different philosophy. Everybody's thinking different ways. Everybody different tactics. They want different players. So you sack somebody. They want they want to change the whole entire team, even though the previous managers just brought in like three or four players. Right. And now those three or four players are like, oh, okay, now what? And they kind of get. Love yeah, behind. it changes the culture every time they change a manager. Yeah. And the problem is the manager is one of the biggest things that they always talk about is that they have to rebuild the culture yeah. or have to change the culture of the club. Well, for example, when you had like Sir Alex Ferguson, the, yeah. the culture never changed. The no. culture was the same culture. So like you said, big names go out, new new big names come in or mm-hmm. whatever. And they already know the expectations of the club. Yeah. And so now nowadays you see people when they go to like Manchester United... They talk about like the history. Oh, this mm-hmm. is a club with great history, but they're not talking about the present and the culture that's in the that's in the club. Yeah. So that yeah, that's one thing is that you have to give them you have to give them a little bit of time. But the the problem with that is that these big clubs they don't they don't want to take time. They yeah. don't want to. Liverpool did it because they said okay, we're in a stage where we need we need a good four or five years of like proper rebuilding. Yeah. So we're gonna give Klopp that time and we'll see how it goes. We got to trust in mm-hmm. him, and they did. And now look at where they're at. Yeah. Whereas Chelsea are like our objectives for the new coach for the new managers yeah. we need to win it in the first two years of your appointment and if you don't you're going to get sacked or if you win it in the first year but you don't win yeah. it in the second year you're going to get sacked so I agree with that I think the that's a big problem with them constantly changing managers speaking of managers though and I wanted to bring up this point my boy Wayne Rooney oh yeah DC United official so this is an interesting one because we've been talking about the MLS from the mm-hmm. player side and now they've gotten somebody like like Wayne Rooney on the manager yeah. side. How do you think that impacts the uh, the MLS? That's big, man. I mean, you bring somebody of... And I don't want to say... Like, obviously, he's a legend. Like, he played at a high level and one of the best at Manchester United and, like, all-time legend for England and just amazing career. But when you think about where he was at, Derby County, like, he did a really good job, like, as a coach, given as a the, manager. Given the circumstances given that the they circumstances. were in. Yeah, and they got deducted points left and right and it was a whole mess over there, but... Thinking about that and how well he did with what he had, yeah, you, you would think he was he's gonna do pretty good at this United. Obviously, he played there, so he's coming back. But just the name alone, along with the experience he's already had as as a manager, he's gonna bring in players. I mean, there's already yeah. talks of like Lingard and uh, Morrison coming in. But I mean, the, the, that's the thing I like about. Um, the fact that we've been talking about how the MLS is starting to change a little bit. And before, if you think about it, trying to bring in somebody like Wayne Rooney to manage DC United or an MLS mm-hmm. team just in general, they probably wouldn't even have entertained the idea. Yeah. Why, why am I coaching in the MLS? I, to be honest, a lot, of, a lot of those types of guys would have rather just coached in the academies mm-hmm. at Manchester he would have just gone to Manchester yeah. United and said I'll I'll do the U18s mm-hmm. instead of coaching an MLS team. So the fact that he seriously entertained it took the job and again is one of those things that's starting to change the, the mm-hmm. perception. But 
the th- the thing about him personally is that he's coming from Sir Alex Ferguson mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Where he was in that locker room for all those years, so he understands what it means to be a uh, a team that wins on a consistent basis. So I think him bringing that to DC United and just to the MLS in general is going to be important. And like you said, for him to try and you, we already know he's texting. Uh, yeah. He's texting Lingard and he's yeah. like saying, "Hey, why don't you come over yeah. and." Help me out here a little bit. If he's already entertaining offers from other MLS clubs, and I'm not sure if DC United was one of them, mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't say which clubs he was he was talking to. But I'm sure he's he's messaged him and said, "Hey, I need you yeah, to be you, part of the you, project. You're gonna be the main guy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna play an outside. You're gonna yeah." But I mean, Pirlo came, right? Vieira came. Yeah. Do you, do you think those guys really changed the perspective of the MLS? I think they started to. The problem with and this might be a similar problem to Wayne Rooney was Pirlo literally went from playing to coaching. Yeah. No experience whatsoever. He just started mm-hmm. coaching all of a sudden. So it was like this guy's, again, not really an established manager. Um, where was Vieira before coaching? Not really anywhere else, mm-hmm. right? So the, I don't even, I again, have no idea, to be honest. Uh, again, not not that much of mm-hmm. any gr- legends of the game. Don't yeah. get me wrong, big names but not as much of experience. Mm-hmm. So they're using this as experience for them to get the next big job, yeah. which happened to Pirlo, went to yeah. Juventus. Yeah. But Rooney already has, uh, he's been coaching at Derby, yeah. right? Right yeah. after he retired. So I think because of the job that he's done there, I think people give him a little bit more respect yeah. than someone who just retired and now is yeah. coaching that Trying team. to figure it out yeah. as a first job, yeah. So I think, they, I think he's gotten a little... He's probably in a similar boat to them, but he's gotten a little bit... Or he's going to get a little bit more mm-hmm. respect because he has a little bit of coaching experience. Is he going to be there long-term? Probably not. I think it's, he's going to be one of those guys that if he's really into management at some point, he'll be... He'll probably go to United. Yeah, he'll go, he'll, he'll go back to Europe at some point. Yeah. This is... Again, another kind of learning experience, stepping stone for him. But somebody that comes in that, like we said, was in the, you know, in the English game and played there, coached there, and now. But just the, the more people like that, the better for the yeah. league. Now here's the other one that's very important that I wanted to get to. Your boy Ronaldo. We talked about him a lot on the last episode, but your boy Ronaldo. We and it's funny because you actually said it right. You're yeah. the one that brought it up. You're like. The only ones that would make sense for him would be Chelsea and PSG. And since that happened, (laughs) PSG said, apparently they said they are not interested in signing him. They told his agent because he was offered to them by his agents. And Chelsea also said no, even though the board wanted him or they said they'd be interested. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thomas Tuchel said, said, no, it's not in my plans. And ultimately he gets the final say. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by both. Like, you're talking about Ronaldo here. It's not okay. Ronaldo for thirty million. Like you're paying thirty mil for somebody that scored twenty four goals last year from Manchester United for a team that's not that was not very good. So I mean, both of these teams are thinking long term though, and I think that's why. I mean, that's fair. You want to think long term, yeah. but PSG needs to think about now to win the Champions League because Messi doesn't have long term. Yeah. Messi has which they're won. they're set to offer him a new contract as well. Yeah. They want to offer him a new contract. And apparently he said he's not gonna make a decision until after the World Cup. Until this Ronaldo year. comes. Until That's Ronaldo. the only way I'm staying. I'd be I how <laughs> awesome would it be if Messi went to the board and said, I want Ronaldo here with me? I if, think that'd be if, cool. if, if Messi came out and if a journalist asked him and Messi said that out loud, Ronaldo would be at PSG. But ultimately right now, 
How do you feel if you're Ronaldo? I mean, again, these are all rumors. Like, we don't know if this is the exactly and stuff, right? Like, we don't know if like, oh, they, oh, they really don't want him or they rejected. Like, we're just like that's what we were reading. I think PSG is playing hard to get. I think they're playing hard to get that team. Why would PSG out of look, look at all the players that they sign? Mm-hmm. Why would they not want Ronaldo? Yeah, I have no idea. But I will say, we were the first people to talk about Ronaldo to PSG. I'm sure there was other people as well uh, maybe. who predicted the but, same thing. It wasn't but, that crazy of a prediction. It was. But yes, yes, we did say it on the last episode before but, all this happened. I don't know. I, I mean, do you think and, do you think they just don't want to spend the money right now? And they they might wait until his contract is up, and then they might want no, to take him. That's not money for either of those teams. These guys are just paying. Chelsea hijacking everyone. PSG yeah. to talk about money. These guys can spend unlimited amount. I, I honestly don't know like what the reason would be. Like it, it would fit. PSG would fit. Like why not? What could you? Yeah. Pa- they're going for um, an Italian striker from Sassuolo. They want to pay like fifty, fifty-five million a younger guy, which is fair. Yeah. But it's but Ronaldo Ronaldo's on the table. You got to take him. 30 million, you 25. If you offer Man United right now 20, 25 million with some add ons or whatever, they're going to accept it. They're not going to want unhappy Ronaldo staying at Man United. Ten Hag said he's not for sale. He did say that. But I mean, but they all say that, right? They all the say beginning. that, yeah. Just like, he's not going to say, yeah, he's for sale. And then somebody like. Now, pays here's, here's the other crazy part is because you were saying, how would you feel if you're Ronaldo? And when maybe three, four years ago, maybe even less than that, if anyone said your name, not a single club would say no. Yeah. No matter what, not a single club would say no. But now, the two clubs that are that make the most sense for him, yeah. in, in his mindset of winning trophies, the two clubs that make the most sense for him, Chelsea and PSG, both say no. He's got an offer from Saudi Arabia, yeah. which is over $200 million in salary and wages if he goes over two seasons. That's insane. And he's set to turn it down. Yeah. First of all, that just shows you how much he actually wants to win trophies. Yeah. But to be fair, does it get to a certain point where when you have so much money, it doesn't really matter? Like for him, yeah. he's set for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. for the rest of his kid's life. But if you said another $200 million, I don't know. For him, he, he's probably like, I don't need another $200 million. I have enough. Yeah. I have enough now. Way more than enough. And he's such a competitor that he's like, I'd rather stay yeah. playing in the highest competitive level as I possibly can mm-hmm. rather than go to Saudi Arabia just for the money. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of see it with a lot of players that are up and coming, like Oscar, when he was at Chelsea, he went to China. A few other players, they're like, oh, we'll go to China. And he's trying to come back, by the way. And now, yeah, now, like, afterwards, obviously, they're set for life now. Like, they, have, they make all the money. But then you look at your career, you, you think about it, you're like, man, did I really make the right move? Like, yeah, I have a lot of money. But you're still going to have a lot of money if you stay at Chelsea. It's not like they're not going to pay right. you at all. Like, you're still going to be well off. Um, I think some of those players like Oscar made the decision early before anything happened injury wise. Mm-hmm. And what if he said, oh, maybe my maybe he might have said my my career at Chelsea might not have panned out. So I, I'll take the safe option right now yeah. and I'll be set for life. And then if I still mm-hmm. do continue to do really well, injury free, I'll come back, mm-hmm. which now he's he's going to struggle to find a quality quality. Yeah. I'm sure he'll find somewhere. And if he's as good as he was, mm-hmm. then he'll be fine. But yeah, where does that put you if you're Ronaldo? Mm-hmm. Chelsea, PSG declined. There's no, I mean, obviously there's always somewhere to go if you're Ronaldo, but. Does he stay at Man U for one more season? He has to. If See how life is with Ten Hag? Yeah, I mean, what, like, 
if if the two for if your options are PSG, Chelsea, or go somewhere like I don't know Real Madrid, let's say, and they don't want you, like you're not you're not gonna go to like a second tier. Even though you can say Manchester United is already a second tier, but yeah. why would you go from one second tier where you're loved and the fans love you and that's kind of like where you started to go somewhere else? You just, I don't know. I would if my first two options said no, I would just stay Manchester United and see how it goes. But I, see, here's the thing though, I would I would probably stay at Manchester United if those two clubs say no, and I'd do one more year at Manchester United and see how things mm -hmm. are with the new manager. However, they've been saying that about Manchester United for the last yeah, five close managers. to five, six years, right? Where they've been yeah. saying, oh, maybe this guy, maybe this guy, maybe this season will be back. So I understand from Ronaldo's perspective, and he's been in the locker room as well, so he's seen whether things are mm -hmm. going to change or not and what the players that he's got. Because Ten Hag is not going to come in there and change everyone he can. Yeah. So he's going to have to change those players. And Ronaldo's like, I already know this guy. I already know Harry Maguire mm -hmm. and this guy, and they're not the right players to, yeah. for us to win championships. And he might want to leave. From... from PSG's perspective, though, I don't understand why they wouldn't get him. The guy has won literally the competition that they've been wanting to win for yeah. so long now. The one competition that they say, this is the reason why we're buying all these players, that they want to win. This guy's won it. Mm -hmm. How many times now? Five? He won it mm -hmm. four times with Real Madrid yeah. and one time with Manchester United. Yeah. So this guy's won five Champions Leagues. He is Mr. Champions League. He's Mr. Champions League. And this is the one guy who's got the experience to Thank say, you. like, this is what we need to do to win the Champions mm -hmm. League or this is how we need to play in the Champions League to win it. And they're not going to take him. Yeah. It, it, it's Ronaldo, it, man. It doesn't make sense. Just like you make an all-star team. That's something that people are going to talk about. You might not win the Champions League, but people are going to talk about PSG yep. for years to come if you put Messi and Ronaldo on the same team. Me, forget Messi and Ronaldo. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Mbappe. Like that's That's like something you put on a piece of paper and you're like yeah that's my fifa team right like that's you you can only like you can four only or five years ago or whatever yeah like a few years ago you'd have been like there's no way that would ever happen no yeah. chance and now there's like a, like it's in their hands to I make think, it happen listen i think I, it happens i, I think, think it happens. happens i think they're trying to play hard to get a little bit and then i think they're gonna con but i think they're gonna continue the conversations mm -hmm. with his agents and eventually it should happen if yeah. i was a coach if i was the board if i was messy Neymar, Mbappe, I would say, yeah. let's let's bring this guy on board. Now, the only thing would be, they might say, okay, now we're getting to the line of <laughs> one of these guys is not going to play. Then it becomes yeah. like, okay, well, we can't, we're not going to bench Messi, mm. Mbappe, or Neymar, or whatever. So I get it from that perspective, but I think they still got a, a they still got room in there to make it work. They can, if, sure. if they really wanted to make it work, they can make it work. Yeah. but And I think Ronaldo now would be a little bit more open to coming in and not playing every single match yeah. because of his body and because of mm -hmm. how well he takes care of him because of the age. I think he would be more open to if the coach said, okay, we'll bring you, but you're not going to play every game. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to play a lot of the important games, don't get me wrong, but you're not going to play every single game. I think he'd be fine with it now rather than a year a year ago if Manchester United would have said the same thing. Yeah. Plus, if, if you're winning 4-5-0 in the first half in the French League, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to want to stay to score goals and be the top of the scorer, but I don't know. I think if I'm PSG, I make it happen. If I'm Chelsea, I try to make it happen. If, if he told his agent, if he told his agent, reach out to PSG and tell them that I'm in, because obviously his agent didn't just offer him up without yeah. talking to Ronaldo. Ronaldo yeah. said, I'll go to PSG mm -hmm. if, it, if, it, if it all works out. And that means he knows the situation. He knows he's going to go play with Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. Yeah. So he knows like, okay, 
uh, I'm not going to, they're probably not going to put me in over all those guys. But if I can get on the, on the field with those mm. guys at the same time, then it'll work. I think he knows the situation that he's going into if he was going to go to PSG. Yeah. I think the agents will talk to PSG about that and they'll say the same thing. I hope they're just playing hard to get. Just think about it. Mbappe on one side, Neymar on the other side, Ronaldo is the nine, Messi, Messi right behind him. As the 10. Oh, like, yeah. what, what, what do you even do at that point? Well, I mean, who's going to play defense? That's, yeah, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Defensively, you're shambles at that so, point. Then you but have 37 year old Sergio Ramos listen, running you're gonna around. You're going to win games 10 to 9. Yeah. That point. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's, that's a scoreline. Yeah, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, j- just the commercial aspect. How are you going to be loved as an owner of PSG because you made this happen? And the quality is not going down. No, it's not. The quality is not, not going all. down at all. Because Messi is not scoring that much these days. Yeah, exactly. So Neymar's not, I don't know, is Neymar scoring that much? I don't know. He's not scoring like... Well, but Neymar's, Neymar's playing much better than Messi's playing. And yeah. him and Mbappe have been doing well. So, But you bring in like a... Like they don't have a true nine where you can say, stay in the box... And we're gonna take guys on on the side, and put just it put, be in the right spot. That's a, and that's Ronaldo. Yep, that's that Ronaldo, Ronaldo at this nowadays. point. Yeah, he's not gonna. I mean, he might think he wants to dribble people, but he's. I mean, we're kind of past that. You just stay in the box, eighteen yard box. Stay we'll outside. See. Just stay. we'll see. But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel really good in the next couple of weeks if Ronaldo goes to PSG because you said it yeah. last week. You said it. And then right now, even when supposedly they denied him, yeah. we said they, that he, they, yeah. they might just be playing hard to get. And then who knows if it happens? We'll I, see. I just don't. I, I'm waiting for him to say. Do you, okay? Do you think he's gonna say to his agent, "Tell like Manchester United, I'm out." Like, do you think he's gonna like? Uh no. I think he's waiting. I think he. I think he's telling his agent, "Talk to PSG. Talk to Chelsea. See if they're interested. If there's any interest, and it's clear that we're gonna do something, let's just try and figure it out. If not." I'm going to keep my option open yeah. at Manchester United. If that yeah. doesn't work out for real, for real, then I'll stay at Manchester United and I'll do one more so, year. So, sure. so you don't think he's going to burn any bridges? No, no, say? no. Especially not at Manchester United. Yeah. He's going to do it. Ronaldo's always been, a, he's always been very professional in mm-hmm. that aspect. So I think he, yeah, I think he'll, if it, if it doesn't work out with those two clubs, for real, he'll he'll stay at Manchester United one more season. All right. Newcastle by Neymar. Ronaldo goes. Ronaldo goes to PSG. Newcastle in a couple years is going to be good. They have to be. There's no chance. There's no way that they cannot be good in the next four or five years. Yeah, but they got a lot. First of all, before they can get any of these players, they have to change their image first. They can't be the regular Newcastle that they're they're right now. We haven't we haven't really talked about Newcastle, and we'll probably save it until the next episode. But they've made some pretty good signings. Pretty good. Like for the money that they have. Oh well, for the money they have, no. But you buy. the four or five players that they got, I think Eddie Howe is a, a good coach. Yep. And I think they started playing really well towards the end of last year. Yeah, towards the end, half yeah, halfway through the end, whatever you want to call it. But they started playing well, and I can see them in the top yeah. 10. And then from the after next year, if you're in the top 10, challenging for the top six, right. I can see them making... It's a process. It's going to be a process. Yeah. I think top 12 is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Top 12... Uh, you start bringing in one bigger name and then little by little. And then next thing you know, in four or five years, Newcastle will be a solid option for a lot of these mm. players. That's where like Sterling's would mm-hmm. go. Um, Zinchenko's 
Um, a lot of these types of players, they would actually entertain Newcastle mm -hmm. as an option. But that's in the next couple of years. So Ronaldo to Newcastle is actually... Ronaldo to Newcastle <laughs> in 2030. 2030, yeah, he'll be playing. Don't worry. Yeah. He'll still be there. He's going to play with his son. That's what, yeah, that's what he he's, said, right? He's going to retire. He's going to play one year with his son and then he's going to retire. And, and I think it's probably going to be at a place like Back sporting. To sp sporting, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Back in Portugal. It depends on how his son progresses. Like his son could be really, really good and he's going to skip that phase. Yeah. He's going to stay in Europe. He's not going to tell his son to stay at sporting mm -hmm. just so he can play with him one year. Yeah. But if it all works out and like mm -hmm. his son is getting really good and he's, you know, he needs a... He's Supposedly 16, he's really 17, good. 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But first, I, I know he's training and all that, but he needs to want to yeah. take the next step. I mean, I don't know. Who we'll knows? See. Plenty of time. But listen, that. if in if in 10 years all this happens and we predicted it right... Well, pretty the lottery, man. Four hundred twenty-five yep. well, we'll million. Get a lottery <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, Vieira. I mean, now at Crystal Palace, doing amazing. So, like that Crystal Palace team is given Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, all the. Oh, all we the forget about teams. um Thierry Henry as well. Oh yeah, Henry as well. Like so. I mean, it's it's good to see. Like, wow, I completely forgot about Henry. Yep. He's wow. uh. I actually went to a coaches convention. Thierry Henry was there, and it was a it was a United Soccer Coaches Convention, which is the biggest one in the United States. But they didn't actually announce that he was going to be there because they know if they had Whoa. actually put written it in the in the program, that room would have been filled and it would have yeah. just been a nightmare to deal with. So mm -hmm. they kind of just slipped it in there, mm -hmm. and people were like, you know, like, "Hey, Thierry Henry's supposed yeah. to be in this room or whatever." And he did a presentation on the Bar Barcelona methodology. And uh, just the way he talked about it, the way he was so passionate about it, and how he backed Pep and mm -hmm. kind of explained what their what their philosophy was. Um, I think bringing more of those guys into the MLS is important because a lot of these MLS coaches, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the fact that they haven't gotten experience in Europe, but we talk about or players talk about all the time was what's the difference between the MLS and Europe? Is a lot of everyone will say is physical. Mm -hmm. It's the physical component of the game, right? The game's maybe a little bit, um, like the players are a little bit more athletic. Uh, players are, it's a little bit more um, like about a, a physical contest rather than it is like an actual yeah. IQ and, you know, game preparation and stuff. So I think bringing in a lot more of those European players who have that experience and bringing them in as coaches, I think that's going to influence the game of the M in the MLS yeah. a little bit, where hopefully in five to ten years, the style of play in the MLS is a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, just bringing those coaches in, they have all that experience, and when big-time players come in, they know how to deal with those guys as well. Like, that's... You know, that's it's huge because now you see I don't know who's the coach for LAFC. Um Steve Sharundolo is the LAFC coach. And again, former MLS player. Um I don't know if he I don't think he played overseas. I think he was just a big time yeah. MLS player. And then national national team? team, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember him from back in the day when they used to play against Mexico all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh he was on the roster for the was United he, States a lot. Was he a left back, right back, or something like that. Or uh, no? I don't remember. I just remember seeing his name. Just a funny, yeah. funny sounding name for yeah. an for an American player. Yeah, which so is why right. I, I would always yeah. pick him out. But um, I think I think a mix is good. I think obviously you don't want to just bring in a bunch of Europeans yeah. because you want to grow the game with our philosophy. Because I think here's the thing: is the MLS at some point within the next, I gotta say, maximum maximum twenty years is going to be at some point the best team in the world for football 
Like you talk, yes. you, you mean the best league? No, or no, are you no. talking about the Nas- US, the US national, national team? team? Okay. US national team at some point is going to be the best team in the world. And I think it's because we're the only country in the world where we're actually made up of so many different types of people, so many immigrants yeah. as well. So like now, if you actually look at the youth national teams, you'll see a lot of Hispanic players. Yeah. Players who could have gone, who could have played for Mexico, who could have played for a bunch of different other countries. But because their parents came over when they were younger and then all the different immigration, yeah. all the different types of people, you'll see um, at some point you got to think that we're just going to have so many different types of people here that we're going to have the best team. Yeah, and, and then when you're growing up and you're like, oh, all right, I'm 17, 18, is my chance going to be to play for, I don't know, the French national team? Right. Or am I going to get a better chance to play yeah. at the U.S. national team? So it's yeah, I think it's just the it's just the player development where the, where we lack a little bit yeah. the player development and the resources because I don't think it's going to happen until it's one of the top two or top three sports in the country because right now when we put all of our resources into football like American football mm-hmm. into baseball into basketball I think financially it's going to cause a problem uh, because you think you start thinking about like the youth system of how much money you have to pay to get on a good club. And I think as well as the player pool, it causes a problem. So I was reading a book uh, a while ago. It was a really, really good book about whether um, it was nature versus nurture, whether we're good because we work hard or because naturally we just have the Mm -hmm. ability, right? And what the ratio is about that. But they were talking about like, for example, in Jamaica, Jamaica is known for what sport? Like you think track, yeah. right? Like you think track and field, they're, they have the best the mm-hmm. best people. And it's not necessarily because they just have a better system in place. It's because everyone in Jamaica at some point in their youth runs track. Yeah. And so if everyone in the entire country of Jamaica runs track, you're going to get the best athletes from Jamaica yeah. to be running track. In the United States, or let's talk about a different country before we even get to the United States. In Spain, at some point, most of those kids are going to be playing soccer, right? So you're going to get the best Spanish players. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you have good development and all that. And obviously that takes them to the next level. But in the United States, if you think about it, what sport are most kids going to be playing? They're going to be playing American football. They're going to be playing basketball. They're going to be playing baseball. And then they might play soccer, right? So if you lose all of your best athletes, those three or four, four mm-hmm. other sports before they get to play soccer or football, then obviously we're not getting the best of what we have. Yeah. So if, if, uh, if we can grow the sport to the point where everyone at some point in their youth is playing this sport, think about if LeBron James was a goalkeeper, right? <laughs> or like one of those guys yeah. was a center back or a target forward or something. You got to think that one of those guys with the ability that they have, if they would have played soccer, mm-hmm. they, we would have had, I don't know. We would have had uh, one of the best goalkeepers, yeah. one of the best center backs. But is that attainable? Uh, yes, it's attainable. I don't think it's realistic uh, for a while because the only way that can happen is if it becomes the best sport in the country or the most popular sport in the country. And it's not going to be for a while. People are always going to love their basketball here. Yeah. People are always going to love their American football here. Soccer is going to take a backseat to all those sports. That's the problem. And we can go on rant about like the pay to play system and how much it costs to pay mm-hmm. or to play at the youth levels and how many kids go through the cracks and stuff. But really for me, 
after we have all those conversations, the the idea for me is still the same: is that we're never going to get there until soccer is the best mm -hmm. sport or the most popular sport in the country. Yeah. But which is which is why I'm so excited about the MLS bringing in all these people because you're starting to see more casual fans start going to the MLS games yeah, because, because of those they because of those players, yeah. yeah. And even just people who don't like households who don't like soccer as much, eventually at some point they probably will know who Wayne Rooney is. Yeah. And then you know, even if they don't know who directly who he is or have never seen him play, they're gonna know that oh that's the guy that we should go yeah. watch. So then they're gonna go and they're gonna. They're going to want to watch. And then from yeah. there, you grow some more fans and it, the sport gets a little bit more popular. So yeah, we talk about MLS on this podcast quite a bit because yeah. we've talked about, um, you know, what they're trying to do. But I think they're getting there. And I think people give them a lot of crap for it. But yeah. it's getting better. It's better than it was when like... Oh, yeah. Do you remember when they brought like Cuauhtémoc Blanco? Yeah. yeah. And he a, was like the big name? No, it, it's a lot better now than it was when we were like growing up or... When we were in high school or whatever, which years ago, but still, like, okay, we're going to the game over the weekend, Chicago versus Seattle. Mm -hmm. But like, shout out to Kit Man Moy. Yeah, Kit Man Moy hooking tickets. us up for the tickets. But like, if I go to Chicago on a weekend and there's an MLS game, that's not like a even me as a soccer person. That's not like a okay. You you're you're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. you, you go to Chicago a decent amount, like on a weekend. Do you ever think like, okay, I'm going to go to an MLS game. Like, it doesn't yeah. cross my mind. Like, no, it's no, not no. like, like if I lived in England or Europe or anywhere else, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, let me check the schedule. Let me see who plays. Yeah. That's not, I, I love, I love the game. Like, that's, that's, my whole life is the game. Like, we play it, like, we talk about it nonstop, but it's not a priority for me to be like, okay, I'm going to Chicago this weekend. Right. It, I'm Like, now I am because that's like the main reason why we're going obviously to see more and all that, but if I just went to Chicago just for a weekend getaway, that would not be a first, second, third, fourth, fifth yeah. thing. And the thing with that though is, is like if you go to England, for example, and you want to go watch a game at the weekend, you can go watch three or four games at least yeah. within like a, an hour, an hour and a half radius. Even more than that. Yeah. Way more than that. Way more. Honest. Yeah. Way I'm just more. talking about like top flight. Yeah. But here in the MLS, like if I, if when I was living in the suburbs, right, in Illinois, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch Chicago Fire. I had to go drive to like Bridgeview, which was not even in the city. Bridgeview, when they played mm -hmm. at Toyota Park, they were playing they were playing at least 30, 30 minutes outside of the city. And so it's like no, nobody wanted to. That's yeah. why they couldn't get that many fans there because they, they couldn't get people who want to travel out there. Mm -hmm. Whereas in England, like the whole atmosphere is game day. Yeah. I mean, you that, walk in the streets yeah. and then you walk to the stadium. Yeah. Um, and then here it's like, yeah, if you want to watch an MLS game, that's the only game that's happening at the weekend, unless you want to drive three, four hours to Columbus yeah. and watch a Columbus game, which you probably are not going to want to do anyway. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, um, and now Chicago fires played it a little bit more smart where they've, they've gone back to soldier field, mm -hmm. which the bad thing about it is that it's a bigger stadium. So they're already going to have trouble filling that one mm -hmm. if they're not filling Toyota park. But now they're a little bit closer to downtown. So, so now when you're thinking about things to do downtown, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can go to Soldier Field and watch the yeah. game. Um, but, and I'm also excited for the for the fact that my boy Kitman Moy has got a job there. I don't know if you guys yeah. have, have, I haven't really posted since since it happened, but um, if you guys remember Kitman Moy from the channel, he was in a lot of the training videos that me and mm -hmm. Georgie were doing. Um, he was the Kitman, he was the equipment manager for Detroit City FC. And he actually got an MLS job, and now he's uh, the equipment manager or the assistant equipment manager for the Seattle Sounders, which yeah. is 
one of the top, if not the top club in the MLS right now. They just won the the CONCACAF Champions League, and Kitman Moy is going to be going to Japan. Yeah, that's and amazing. potentially playing against um, Real Madrid. Well, he's not going to be playing yeah. against Real Madrid, but he'll be there. S- still, how amazing! And yeah. Real Madrid is his favorite team, so mm-hmm. how amazing would that be? Like that was pretty awesome because when they played the game, Moy texted us afterwards, and he was like, "I'm going to Japan." Yeah, that, it's that's it's amazing. Good yeah. for him. Like he he deserves it all. He's worked his ass off, and he'll be on the podcast years. at some point soon. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out how to do the Zoom yeah. Zoom thing with a third microphone. But Try, trying to. Okay, man, Moy's not the greatest with technology either, so that's <laughs> that all falls on my part. I'm the IT department of this podcast. Um, so yeah, but but that's exciting for things like that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm looking. We're looking forward to the game. It'll be a fun game. Me and Georgia are gonna go to Chicago. We're gonna um spend the weekend there. I'm gonna go with baby mama and the kids. And uh, we're going to go spend uh, some time with the family. George is going to go with his girlfriend, if she's still his girlfriend, by, <laughs> by tomorrow when they leave. Yeah. Um, and he's going to go for a little getaway yeah. as well in, in Chicago, huh? Yeah, staying downtown and we're going to see. I'm just excited for the game. I didn't, honestly, one, there's a Bulgarian player on the Chicago team. I had no idea. And he wears number 99. I mean, what are the odds of that? And then two, my boy Shakiri. Oh, yeah. Face for Chicago. I didn't like. I want to see, see the difference. If he's playing. I don't. I haven't checked I, the roster, but I, yeah, I if he's playing, I want to see the difference between him and some of the MLS players. Yeah, I mean, do you know anyone else in Chicago? I don't. I have no idea. Ah, like, uh, no, man, I haven't kept up yeah. with the roster or anything like that, yeah. ever really, to be honest. So I mean, I don't. Oh, I they don't. have that goalkeeper who just signed um, for Real Madrid. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's still on. Is it Real Madrid? Let me double check this. Real All right. Madrid. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't know. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I have no idea, but. There's um, there could be some other good players in Chicago that we don't we just don't even know about. I mean, obviously Seattle has decent amount of players too. Um, oh, but, sorry, Chelsea. So yeah. the Chicago Fire goalkeeper, Chelsea. the mm-hmm. current goalkeeper, the current goalkeeper for Chicago Fire. Sorry, I, I don't know why I was thinking Real Madrid, but I knew it was one of the big clubs. Um, have just announced they're signing the goalkeeper from Chicago Fire. Chelsea is. Um, they're gonna keep him on loan okay, at yeah. Chicago Fire, and then but. They've, they've actually bought him so now he's going to be still playing for the fire but yeah. just on loan at the fire interesting so that's how it works huh mm-hmm. chelsea get american owners smart man it's american smart. owners and then all the who the chelsea new owners they're american do they own yeah i think they have a couple of uh sports teams do they have any do, mls teams i don't know if it's mls i think it's um they own a couple of the other sports basketball yeah. or football yeah. one of those we should do some more research on, the, yeah. on them but yeah they that's interesting American owners, of course, when they go to England, yeah. they're going to buy a, a Premier League team. When they're in the in America, they're not going to be buying yeah. an MLS team. Yeah, that's fair. But that's um, fair. but yeah, but um, that that's another yeah. one because he's I think he's like seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and that's so good. you saw that we saw that with uh, Zach Steffen going to Man City. Uh, we saw that with uh, Matt Turner going to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Leads. So they're they're being watched, and that's the thing, yeah. man. Again, we're talking about the MLS. Premier League teams are watching them. Yeah. So it's not like this league is just kind of in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they're not paying any attention to it. If you're playing well in the MLS, you're going to yeah, these you're teams. Gonna, yeah, you're going to get it. Ch- well, Leeds signed two American players. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. Oh, Tyler Adams. Yeah, Tyler Adams. from And somebody else. But he was already in Europe. Yeah, he was already in Europe. So yeah. it's not MLS, but just like American. But... Obviously, the American connection with Jesse being over there, Jesse March being over there as a coach at Leeds. But yeah, I mean, I don't, okay, talk about Zach 
Stefan going to Manchester City. Is that a good move? You're never going to... Okay. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like uh, David De Gea when he first went to Manchester United. Because he was at Atletico. Yeah. And he did really well. And I remember watching him at Atletico and he was like a, he was a boy. He was mm -hmm. not a man yet. And I remember I was like, this kid is young. And he was mm -hmm. doing really, really well. And then Manchester United took him and they invested in him. And I remember them saying like, we believe in this kid. This kid's going to be our yeah. goalkeeper. And look at him now. Yeah. Right? The problem with Zach Steffen is that he's a good, if you watch his highlights, the guy is good, man. Mm -hmm. And I know it's the MLS, but the way that the guy moves, again, that goes back to my thing about athleticism. That guy was probably in another life a basketball player. Mm. He was probably a basketball player or a football player just because of how athletic he is and his frame. And he just chose soccer. He just mm -hmm. chose our sport. And if you watch the way he moves and the way he jumps, he's a good goalkeeper. Now, what's the difference between a lot of these players versus the Europe, European players is, again, the IQ level and like being able to perform under pressure in, in a game like that. So mm. he's a good player in the MLS. He's a great player in the MLS. Yeah. Does really, really well. Athletic. Very, very good. They get him to Man City. And the last couple times that they put him in net, he's kind of had a, a couple howl howlers. A couple big versus mistakes. Versus Liverpool as well. Yeah, a couple final. big mistakes. Thank you for that. So... Well, first of all, it wasn't a real final, George. All right, it's not. We're, oh, not, we're not talking Champions my. League. We're not talking. Listen, Champions League. we're talking about. We're not talking Premier League last what, day of the season. What was it? Like Carabao Cup or the yeah, FA Cup? See, I don't. Even, see, you don't even know exactly. One of those two. Saying? Doesn't that's matter. That's how unimportant it was. Listen, man, in your post, regardless. That's, but that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. Like, great guy when you're talking about athleticism and shot stopping ability, and then you put him in a big game like that, and then he doesn't do so well. But okay, one is it. If you're a player, if you if you were him, and Manchester City comes calling, you know you're not gonna start. Like it's it's not like you it's not like you can be like, all right, I'm gonna go there and challenge. You're not gonna challenge Ederson. There's no way you're gonna I challenge. Think, I think he does at some point. Because but here's the difference again. Who if you again? Well, he did, he just him, left. He just he, left. Who left? Zach. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. Uh, he went alone, I think. Or yeah, they sent him out alone, but he, he hasn't. He, they haven't sold him. Yeah, he's just on the loan. Yeah, yeah. But he has to. He wants to go somewhere else because he wants. He needs to play. Right, to and be from the a roster. Manchester City perspective, that's the best idea yeah. for them. They'd rather have like who's that old guy that they have as the goalkeeper? That's like the third um, goalkeeper. The he, guy who's like forty-five Scott years Carson. old. Yeah, Scott, Scott Carson. Carson. So yeah. they'd rather have him as yeah. a backup for a little bit because yeah. they know that Ederson's going to play yeah. everything. And Zach Steffen, they need him to go and get experience yeah. at the at, in Europe or somewhere else where. Mm -hmm where he's going to get some good uh, playing level. But look, here's the thing, though. Think about Ederson. Have you, did you see that one? Was it against, um, was it against Mane? Yeah. Where the Inches. one where... Yeah. But do you see how calm he is? Yeah. Like, that's he, the difference. Because if you, if you compare him to Zach Steffen, you'd say Zach Steffen is actually more athletic mm -hmm. and probably has more natural ability mm -hmm. than Ederson. But just like the, the calmness and the experience and the just... Just how, how much of a presence he has. That's the biggest thing for goalkeepers for yeah. me, at least, is the presence you have in goal. You yeah. could be five foot nine, five foot ten, and if you have a solid presence, mm -hmm. you're gonna be legit. And Ederson has that presence. Allison has the exact mm -hmm. same presence. Those guys scare me to death, but you yeah. can you can give them a pass under pressure inside the box, and they'll they'll be fine. Yeah. They won't even clear it out. They'll they'll find a way mm -hmm. to pass out of it. Mm -hmm. You do that to Zach Steffen and you'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Like you give him loads of space. So I think it's just about experience for him. You just got to give him some more time. And you got to believe in a guy like that. That's yeah. one of those guys you can say, look, we believe in you. We're going to give you some time. But unfortunately, Manchester City right now is they need to win stuff. And yeah. so they can't they can't afford mistakes like that. So for them, it's mm -hmm. like, look, we're going to send you on loan. You're going to get really, really good. And then there might be a chance that you challenge against Ederson. 
I, I don't, I mean, I haven't watched Zach that much. Like I, even in the MLS, like I watch him in the U S national team whenever I end up watching a game, but I don't watch him. I haven't watched him too much to know like how good he actually is. But if I'm, a, so if I'm a, an up and coming goalkeeper and I'm trying to make a name for myself, I know it's Manchester city, the one of the best teams, if not the best team in the world come calling. And it's hard to say no. But if I know I'm going there as a second, and I know there's no way, because there's absolutely zero percent chance he plays over Ederson, unless Ederson gets hurt. I think in long. I think that was a long-term signing. I think that's one of those guys that they're like maybe not in the first two years, but three, four, or five years down the road, he might be one of the best mm-hmm. goalkeepers in the world, and that's why we're gonna get him. Same thing with this Chicago Fire goalkeeper, Gabriel. Yeah. They're gonna do the same thing. They're like yeah. Chelsea's gonna be like maybe not right now, but definitely in the future. Well, well for him, like. The Chicago guy, yes, he's he's, he's, he's like younger. Me you would turn down. I'm Manchester not saying. City well, I'm not saying I would turn MLS him down. Club. But you, you're the national team goalkeeper for the United yeah. States, and you're still going to be the national team. But goalkeeper. you need to be playing in order to be good. Yeah. So, for example, that that game against Liverpool, uh, fair enough, he played in the FA Cup, Carabao Cups, whatever. But you're talking about seven, eight games a season yeah, in a in a nine month span. That's not enough for a goal. That's why he makes a mistake. Like it's right. it's hard to have the confidence to do those right. things that Edison does when you don't play. When you're not playing week in and week out. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying though. Like you know, most of the time when these guys are getting bought, they're getting put out on loan. Yeah. So maybe they just decided, okay, he'll be our second one, our second mm. goalkeeper, and then they saw the season that that he had, and they're like, okay, yeah, maybe we need mm. to send him out on loan. That makes yeah. a lot more sense. But that's the thing about Gabriel is that they're sending him on loan right away. Mm-hmm. So they're not even they're not even going to wait. They're not even going to bring him over for a year and say, okay, you'll be our backup, mm-hmm. not get as many games. So exactly what you're saying, they're going to send him on loan. So if you know you're getting bought by one of these teams, you're still going to be playing somewhere. And it's probably going to be a better team than the team that you're at in the MLS. They're going to... Mm-hmm. This one's a little different because this one, they're going to just keep him at yeah. Chicago Fire. But with Zach Steffen, it's I- better than him staying in the MLS. I'm I'm just thinking of you, you're the national team goalkeeper, and you want to remain that. And if you go to Manchester City, yes, amazing team. You're not gonna play. That has to play. I guarantee. In you. the mind of the national team coach, he has to play some sort of role. If he stayed, that's why he moved. That's literally the only reason he moved because he yeah. had to get playing time. Otherwise, yeah. he's not gonna play in the World Cup. Would you take if you're a coach, national team coach, for the United States? I mean, I, fair enough. I don't know who the second goalkeeper is or anything, but if Zach did not play for a year and a half, played 15 games, let's say, in a year and a half, yeah, would you take him to the World Cup? Here's the thing. I would be, if, if Zach Steffen called me and said, Manchester City wants me, mm-hmm. do you recommend that I go with them, even if I'm going to be the second? I guarantee the national team coach would say, I would rather you go to Manchester City than stay in the MLS. Why not go to Manchester City, get loaned out get loaned right out. away? Right, right. That's that would be it. But obviously, he doesn't the national team coach doesn't have control. Yeah, over yeah. That. But yes, that would be. I'd say if you have the chance mm-hmm. to sign for Manchester City, don't worry about the other stuff. Sign for Man City. Yeah, you're gonna get the best development there, and they're gonna make smart decisions about what mm-hmm. what needs to happen to you. He's got time. He'll be fine. Zach Steffen. Yeah, he'll be fine. But let's let's wrap it up there because we've we've been going on a while mm. and today's podcast MLS podcast yeah. today. I never thought I'd be talking um, about MLS. But good, just another episode that we got in the books. Yeah. If you guys want to follow along, make sure you guys are checking out our Instagram and our Twitter. And Georgie slacking on the TikTok <laughs> uh, as usual. Make sure that you guys check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. 
We have accounts on all three of those. We're looking into getting uh, probably Spotify at some point. We're going to yeah. do a, a couple more episodes and then we'll see if we want to put it on like an actual podcasting mm. service like Spotify. Um, but check us out on all those at the NGW podcast. That's our official handle. Um, yeah. And again, if there's any sponsors out there who want to sponsor an episode, reach out to us. I'll put all the contact information yeah. at the bottom of the video. We'll, we'll make an email in the description. put in the description. Anything else you got, Georgie? No, excited for the weekend. Watch some MLS. Yep. Wish you the best of luck. Um, see if you still if you still have a girlfriend <laughs> by the end of the weekend. We'll see. We'll well, we'll it we'll is one forty-five p.m. on the Thursday. We do leave tomorrow morning, so yeah. we'll see. Good chances that he still has a girlfriend. So, um, all right, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll uh, catch you on the next one. Yeah, see, you. see you guys in the next one.